Hello everyone and welcome to A Plus Anime Writer's Room. My name is Ian Preschel and today I have a very special guest. And usually special is like a good adjective. I'm not necessarily sure if this is a good version of special. But you know what? Let's figure that out as the episode goes along. Today I am joined by Chloe Naylor, aka Echo Chloe. Yeah. Thank you for that introduction. <laughs> yeah. None of that was written down. That was off the top of the dome. Chloe, how are you? I'm I'm great. Having a great day. You're lying. You're I, lying. <laughs> you don't know that. That's true. It's the apocalypse, though. It's true. We're all dying. Yeah. What a great intro. What a great segue. Chloe, <laughs> where can people find you in case they don't know who you are or if they don't know who you are in relation to anime? Oh, boy. Um, well, you can find me anywhere at Echo Chloe. It's like on Twitter, Instagram, stream on Twitch, Letterboxd. Even TikTok. Let her letterbox. Dude, anything. <laughs> I think people might actually, just the general populace might know you more from TikTok than anywhere else, which is a weird sentence to say out loud. That is very weird. Yes. Just yeah. Being horny for General Grievous gets you, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. You did it. You said I, the good word about the robot man. Um, so here's the weird thing, I guess, like a little peep behind the curtain of like doing 300 podcasts is that. The thing is that people who listen to OK Beast are not the same people necessarily that listen to A Plus Anime or um, Jump Master or whatever. Like, it seems as though not a lot of these audiences coalesce. So Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll say, oh, yeah, this is my friend. You know, they're on the OK Beast podcast. And then people will be like, who is this person? I'm like, oh, wait, just because you like games doesn't necessarily mean you like anime. So that's why I had to go through the rigmarole of like, this is Chloe. Because obviously everyone in the gaming community knows who Chloe is. She's famous. No big deal. Um, Anywho. Chloe. Yes. Welcome to the Writer's Room podcast. Now, can you please tell the people in relation to writing, what podcast are you on that might connect to a little bit of like what we're talking about in terms of like writing and cinema and storytelling and stuff like that? That would be on that nerdy sites, that wannabe film class podcast that I do with Mr. Bento Box, Ben Bellevue. We talk about movies every week. Nice. So with that podcast, you guys break down Tons of different movies and stuff like that. The most recent episode y'all did was like a very British movie. It was like a love story, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, about time. He time travels. About time. Yeah. Whoa. I didn't it, know it was about time travel. Yeah, it's, it's a little element in there, but yeah. Oh, is that like uh, a British version of the time traveler's wife? I guess because Rachel McAdams is the wife in both of them. Whoa. Yeah. The Rachel McAdams uh, cinematic universe. Exactly. That's crazy. Now I'm going to try and just think about Rachel McAdams in every single movie she's in and theorize if that's just one universe. She's in so many movies about time travel. It's whack. And she's... All, is it? Wait, and isn't Doctor Strange technically about time travel too? And isn't yeah. she also the, the girlfriend in that? She is. I think we're seeing a through line here. Anyway, yeah. tangents have already started. Uh, so anyway, A Plus Anime Writers Room, if you don't know, is a place where we wanted to show our creativity, storytelling, and our love of anime together with some of our very talented friends. Inspired by tabletop D&D shows, web comics, writing podcasts, whatever, we wanted to have a show in the new year from our favorite, or I was says, this says favorite anime boys, but right now it's a favorite anime boy, singular. And that mm-hmm. shows, that show is a new side of this current show. Instead of commentating on anime, we wanted to see how we could do if we created our own little anime show in an hour or so. So yeah, we talk a lot about anime on the A Plus Anime podcast. And now this show is all about like kind of just brainstorming and talking about what would we do in a certain scenario of a writing like in a writer's room i guess so chloe have you ever done this besides doing the actual i guess another plug that hopefully will be out by the time you hear this 
is we do a D and D show on the OK Beast podcast, essentially, or that like network of podcasts. We it's so early in the development of that show, we don't even have a real name for it yet. But nice. yes, we play D and D together. Um, so we technically already have a creative show together. It's True. just not out yet. True. So you already have some experience in creating things on the fly. So pretty much this is like no holds barred. We can create any story that we want to kind of create in the moment. Do you have anything that you've been thinking about? Any fan fix? Any oh deep, deep nightmares or dreams that you've wanted to talk about that we can kind of make a story about in about an hour? Jesus. Um. Okay. Yeah, you didn't prep me for this at all because head empty, no thoughts. <laughs> hey, head empty, no thoughts. That's the thing. If I prepare you for it, the, the the chaotic energy that is natural to you is will be kind of diminished and that's not what i want that's fair yeah so i've been thinking i've been thinking about it a little mm-hmm. behind the scenes things that we've been talking about we've been talking a lot about D. we've been talking a lot about um the parentage uh but greek gods thing that's been a True. thing on twitter we've been talking about i'm talking about valorant yes about how I'll never get a key. Even if I live to be a thousand years old and I have streams going on a thousand times, I'll never get a key. <laughs> so there's that. We've been talking about that. And yeah. then those are the three main things that I've been thinking about in relation to our relationship and how we've been talking. So we could go down that route. We could talk about the parentage thing. Is that something that you'd be interested that in making a story about? cool, yeah. So I guess for a little, another peek behind the curtain here, on Twitter, there's been this thing about... Um, what is it called? Percy Jackson. It was like trending on Twitter the other day Mm -hmm. and it sparked this debate or not even debate necessarily, but like this conversation of like, oh man, who's your Greek, um, Greek God parentage. And then like people started to post like, what is like quizzes or quizlets or whatever that kind of like direct you to like what your Greek parentage would be. Mm -hmm, Exactly. But like, I have a problem. This is going to be, I'm going to be bashing these for a little bit. So I apologize. Try to be as positive as I can. But like half of these quizzes are like, what's your favorite color? Blue, all caps, parentheses, like the ocean, silly, (laughs) close parentheses. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder what answer I'm going to get if I do that one. Right. So it never feels like genuine. And like the answers are too specific for you to actually get like, oh man, I'm actually more like this thing. Right. Yeah. Kind of sucky like that. Yeah. So we have a bunch of friends that did this, that posted their results on Twitter. I actually, which one did, did you see the tweet that I did saying who my God parentage was? I don't think that I did. No, who'd you get? Who do you think I got? I want to say like Poseidon. Okay. So here's the thing. I thought I was going to get Poseidon because of like this stereotype of like, oh, you know, a swimmer, stuff like that. And like on this really shitty quiz thing, it would ask questions like, what's your relaxing activity? Parentheses, swimming, haha, wet. And I'd be like, yeah, I love swimming, of course. Right. Um, but then I got something in the Poseidon family, uh, but not Poseidon. I actually got Dionysus. Oh, okay. That so, makes sense too. That would be like my second pick. Yeah. And like, I forget the exact verbiage behind it, but the verbiage behind it was not exactly what I thought Dionysus was going to be. Mm. So let me look it up here. Um, so you did not take this quiz, correct? I did. Okay, and who did you end up getting? I got Artemis, but she can't have kids. Artemis? Wait, why can't Artemis have kids? Well, she's sworn off men forever. Oh. So, like, you can be a maiden of Artemis, but, like, you have to swear off men. I'm like, ah, well, you know. Well, here's the thing as well, is that, like, this is a a world of gods, right? In my Mm -hmm. head, it's like, 
you, if you're a god, you can create something, especially if we're doing with like that uh, pantheon of gods, you can create something from nothing. Like is, there's tons of stories where they're like, and then Zeus took the clay and then zapped magic into it. And then that was a dog, right? Like yeah. you don't have to be like a child directly from it. You could be made like you could be a god kin or something like that. Um, and that's why I'm not like, so like, I think someone said, oh, I want to be a child of these two girl gods, but, um, that couldn't happen. I'm like, bro, you, so what you're saying is that you're willing to make the conceit that gods exist, but not that two female gods could somehow <laughs> work together to make a human being. Uh, so that Impossible. was a fun conversation. Okay. Impossible. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then, so you got Artemis, you said, and Artemis is like the hunter, right? Like sworn off men. Is yeah. what we said. She loves like bow and arrows and face mm-hmm. paint and stuff like that. Which makes sense because um, I also like archery and like the color silver, which she's all about. So I'm like, well. You, okay. What, this is, we're not, I'm not going to let this point go. How do you like archery? I don't know. Tell um, me 10, <laughs> 10 times where you've ever enjoyed archery in your life. <laughs> I am a 12 year old girl apparently still obsessed with Hunger Games. I mean, Hunger Games is pretty cool. It, it, it's um, kind of, it, it slaps. Yeah. Um, so the thing about Dionysus, I can't find it right now, but the quiz that I got was like, it wasn't just drinking. It was like, uh, Dionysus, the goddess of like personality, the, the god of drinking, party, festivity, ecstasy. Um, hmm. Like it was like this w- wide range of shit where I was like, okay, I thought you were just like the dude who got the beer at the party. I didn't know that this was right. like deeper than that. Um, and then I guess those, for those that don't know, if this is ever a thing that came up, Percy Jackson was a, supposed to be like a Harry Potter adjacent, uh, young adult novel about a kid who has dyslexia and then learns that he's actually the child of Poseidon, um, and spoilers for the end of the first book or movie or whatever. And the whole, I guess, journey for him is that he gets attacked in a museum by this like demon or something like some sort of like greek adjacent demon and then he gets brought to this camp the summer camp where he and a bunch of different half gods or demigods whatever the right terminology is mm-hmm. they train under i think actually it is dionysus He's and there, then yeah. they like learn how to fight and then they go on a big journey and then at the end i think he meets his dad or something um so yeah that's pretty much the basis by which we've been um kind of talking about but here's the other thing that i've been thinking about and this might be a massive curveball already so let me know what you think about this (laughs) okay have you ever read the book series animorphs (laughs) i don't think i've ever actually read one i've seen the covers millions of times i never actually picked one up and read it if you were a child of the internet you know what animorphs is just by proxy you yeah. might think that it's a meme, but at one point in the 90s, there was a real thing. The Scholastic Book Fairs were a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went down a deep YouTube rabbit hole the other day. Uh, because of the quarantine, we're all locked indoors. And I watched a four-hour breakdown of the <gasps> Animorphs lore. Oh, my and God. good God, good God, Animorphs Jesus. went places. I'll tell you that. Okay. Uh, this is probably not even going to be related to the story that we make up right now. But apparently... In universe, the Animorphs, almost every book, get, like, eviscerated and murdered. But as long as they can morph back to their human forms, it heals all their injuries. So according to this lore dump that I watched, that nearly every book, they, like, they die, essentially. And these kids are, like, nine years old. Jesus. And then they they get brought back to life by transforming back into their default forms. 
Um, so there's that. Okay. That's fun. You know. That's so um, weird. So that's what's been going on in my head for the past 12 hours. Okay. Um, on top of the other shit that I've been doing. Um, so could we, mm-hmm. or before we even cemented an idea or even think about anything else, do you have anything else going on in your mind right now besides the cursed Animorphs information I just gave you, <laughs> plus all of the Greek gods, Percy Jackson stuff that we just talked about? It's mostly just that. Okay, mostly just the cursed Animorphs <laughs> just, stuff now. Just the, yeah, now, oh my god, they died. That's weird. That's messed Nearly up. Nearly every episode. Nearly every episode. They almost, like, we're talking, they get brutally almost killed, and then they, at the last moment, transform back into the animals or human forms, and then they're good. Christ. Okay. So one last wrinkle I want to throw in here before we actually start getting to the nitty gritty is I've been also, I just made a video yesterday, a, a short, like, two-minute critique of my hero academia and i put that on twitter Ooh, and good lord go? <laughs> people people were not happy with me i'll tell you that oh boy um, people were very not happy because i said i didn't like the main character of my hero academia um and i guess since this is an anime show technically i'll just kind of repeat what i said there mm-hmm. i said that the, the character in question doesn't go through any real struggles like you're a star oh here's another thing you love uh, star wars right yeah so, and that's another part of your branding, I guess we'll say. You love General Grievous. You love the Star Wars movies. True. So, when the most recent Star Wars movies came out, a very common criticism that came up about Rey, even though I don't necessarily agree with this, is mm-hmm. that a lot of, like, really shitty male nerds on the internet were like, she's a Mary Hugh. I can't believe it. She's the worst. I, she, every, she does everything right. And... I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, so I can't comment whether that's true or not. Also, I don't really pay attention that much during Star Wars movies. I kind of just enjoy the laser swords. That's fair. Another whole That's a whole other thing. But <laughs> Ooh, the thing eat? about Deku, to me, he kind of feels like a Mary Sue character. Is that like every single thing, he'll like struggle for like a half second and then he'll just do it in the end and then everything's fine. Mm, um, okay. He's this, it's a very common thread in, in anime having a static character where like mm-hmm. they don't really change that much and then they change the world around them. It's very common with like Goku and stuff like that. That's another huge static character in the anime world. Yeah. But I like progression in my characters and that's what the video was all about. So gotcha. okay. okay. what anime have you watched also, by the way? I feel like this is probably should have came up before you came on the show, but... Oh, maybe, possibly. Uh... Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but here's the thing. The beauty of this show is that you don't necessarily need to love anime or even like anime or even have watched an anime. It's just about creating a story together that if at the end of the time we can be like, hey, that'd be a fun show. I would watch that. Then it's a success. You know what I mean? Cool. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I don't watch anime recently. I mean, I've been rewatching Cowboy Bebop. That's literally the most anime anime ever. Okay. All right. So I got that. <laughs> That's like, I don't really like movies that much. I did watch all the Star Wars movies in one sitting, though. It's essentially <laughs> what you just said. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I think my very first anime was like Wolf's Rain. I don't. I don't even know what you're talking about. Nice. Now I I've, I very rarely get stumped when it comes to like knowing obscure bullshit. Okay. But here we are. Wolf's Reign? Yeah. I think you made this up. I'm 95% yeah. sure you made Look this up. Look it up right now. It's, oh, it's damn. There. Okay. Wait, this yeah. is real. Yeah. Oh, this explains your furry tendencies. I'm not a furry. <laughs> you're not a furry. I'm kidding. If you're an anime fan, you're a furry. Sorry. Hunted to near extinction, extinction, wolves disguise themselves as humans and seek a fabled paradise. This is Animorphs for Japanese people. Oh my god, you're right. Whoa. <laughs> we found a common thread. Okay, so Whoa, we, we have we Wolf's Reign. What else? You love Pokemon. I know that as well. Yeah, that's true. 
So you watched the Pokemon anime in recent years? In recent years? Probably not since I was like 10. Okay. That was like three years ago then. Exactly. I am 13. Exactly. <laughs> um, definitely not, would not allow a 13-year-old on a podcast ever. That's illegal. You must be 19 or older to be a podcaster. That's gotcha. confirmed. Okay. You must be depressed and above the age of 19. So, <laughs> anywho. So, I'm thinking we go with a fusion of Animorphs, Percy mm-hmm. Jackson. What else did we say? My Hero Academia. Okay. And then, what else? I feel like there's another thing that we said. Hmm. I guess we're going with those ideas then. I've okay. decided. Let's do it. So, so, okay. So, the I guess the concept, I lo- there's not enough anime out there. You talked about Artemis earlier and the mm-hmm. bow and stuff. I think that we make our main character a girl. Okay. Who is the daughter of Artemis. Gotcha. And maybe... I don't know, because do you agree that there's like not enough cool female characters in media just in general? Or like that that was the first thing that came to my head where I was like, okay, I want like a cool, strong, like non-sexualized, just independent girl character was the first thing that came to my head. Yeah, sounds perfect. I mean, the guys will be like, oh, she's a Mary Sue, but like, let's make her cool anyways, you know? There you go. So, okay. Huh. See, writing stories on the fly is harder than than it looks. And I should do this all the time because of D&D. Well, actually, I, should we just make your D&D character the main, the main character of the story? <laughs> you want to do that? I kind of do. Here, all can right. you please tell the people at home, if they haven't listened to the D&D show, who your main character is in D&D? Okay, so my main character in D&D is a rogue moon elf. Her name is Vera Nicotine. And the Nicotine's still with a Q and a couple eyes. <laughs> Oh, I don't. I didn't know this. And oh. I'm the one leading the campaign. I didn't know there was a cue. I just wrote it in my notes as nicotine. Oh no, I I made it more like oh cool looking, you know. <laughs> no, I don't know because that's very bad. Perfect. Well, there you go. It's how it's spelled. Love it. Yeah. Love it. She skateboards. She does fucking kickflips and backflips all the time, and she vapes a lot. Love it. Oh yeah. Okay. So, fusing Percy Jackson with my hero academia and the god stuff i think that wouldn't be that difficult because i think that we could do a thing where ooh, okay have you ever heard of god what's his name neil gaiman before yes and you know that he did like the sandman and stuff like that like he did a bunch of like pretty influential comics mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah the one that i the work that i know the best of his is um god what is it called now it's like american gods i think is what it's called it's exactly it yeah. yeah, and it, there's like a show on either HBO or Showtime or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's so I'm cool. thinking, yeah, have you seen it? I, I think I've seen the first episode. I've been, we need to go back to it though. Yeah, I feel like uh, that's, I sh- saw like maybe one or two episodes, but it definitely was a cool world and I want to explore it. Mm-hmm. But hear me out. We take the concept of like American gods, meaning that like gods like walk around us. They are a real thing essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that belief system mixed with My Hero Academia so, like, instead of it being a thing where superheroes are everywhere, is that every pantheon of God in this universe is real. So, like, Anubis, Zeus, um, uh, Quetzalcoatl from, like, C- Central America. Like, th- yeah. like, something happened, like, let's say 50 years ago in this universe where it's revealed that monotheism is wrong and that every single God that has ever existed in history up until this point is real. That sounds perfect. Yes. Super okay. Cool. And like, 
instead of it being a thing, because I know every religion is different, obviously. Right. But like the, I, I want the gods to have like a Roman Greek sort of feel to them where like every once in a while, like there is a heaven or um, Elysium or whatever, where like all the different gods chill. Um, but maybe like different pantheons don't intersperse with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, but like every God has been known to come down and like reproduce or like create children from nothing essentially. So then we get a world populated with like crazy ass D and D adjacent people, like who, who are known as superheroes, but in reality they get their powers from, from their godly parents or whatever. Exactly. Yes. So then my question to you would be in this world, would it be a thing where, Huh. It's like, would it would it be a thing where the gods are known by the general populace, or is it like a secret? Like, is it like, oh, well, there's a bunch of superheroes, and like some of them adorn the like garb of like their associated god, but there's like maybe a rule or something, or like maybe some sort of like trickster god made it so that no one can reveal that they're actually gods. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. See, and then that mm, I do like the idea, but it also kind of leads to just like, oh, another oh superhero kind of thing. You know? Yeah, but like the, th- I guess my only thing would be if we imagine, okay, like you know the whole thing in every superhero comic where it's like I can't reveal my secret identity, and yeah. then like that becomes like a big thing. That I don't understand ninety percent of the time, but them being like, well, I can't reveal that gods exist because then that confirms the afterlife. <laughs> like pretty much, <laughs> like it's like take that atheists, but at a grand global scale, mm-hmm. and also then we run into the problem of like oh, okay well i'm uh i don't know i'm dark hound i'm the son of anubis and they're like oh okay cool so there is a hell and he's like well no only if you believe in anubis do you go to anubis's hell and you're mm-hmm. like what and then you're like well okay but anubis's hell is by far the worst one i'll just believe in something else and then like you know what i'm saying like the oh, nature gotcha. of belief yeah. and the nature of like where you go if every god and every pantheon exists mm-hmm. would be completely fucked because right. if, for example i'm jewish and like in judaism there is like not a direct correlation to hell mm-hmm. it's like you go to this like it's like essentially a doctor's waiting room where like in the waiting room of hell you like ponder your mistakes and and you kind of you're supposed to atone to a certain degree and like come to a conclusion as to if your life was good or not and like how you could have done things better, okay. blah, 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 blah. Once you have kind of chilled in this doctor's waiting room for a certain amount of time and come to the conclusion of like what the impact of your life was, then you kind of go into heaven. You go to the doctor, AKA God, and you go to heaven. Gotcha. So if I'm the average person in this world and I know there's guaranteed heaven if I celebrate Hanukkah, I'm mm-hmm. celebrating Hanukkah, right? <laughs> like, right. Which would cure anti-Semitism, just saying. Um, you're right. <laughs> and that 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 we kind of get into a weird thing where you're like, okay, well, everyone's gonna start believing in the coolest religion or the religion that is the most lenient, I guess. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. like the narrative problem. So it would have to be like it could be some like in like Harry Potter where they have to keep it hidden from like normal like mortals or whatever, normal humans. Like they can't know. Other, like, superheroes or the demigods or whatever, they know each other. And, like, maybe you know you're a superhero, you know you have powers, but you can't exactly reveal who your parent is. Otherwise, that just kind of fucks something up. Mm. Ooh, okay. Or, yeah, no, because 
I, I guess like my whole thought process, I've been playing a lot of Hades recently, which is the Greek slash Roman mythology uh, roguelike, which is mm-hmm. also perfect for this current conversation because I know like a, a stupid amount of Greek mythology now because I've been playing this game nonstop. There's nice. a god. There's a god that is like beneath all the other gods. And what I mean by beneath, I mean like in the levels of Hades, they are underneath hell. They're like one level beneath hell. Okay. Um, and it is the primordial, I think the word that they use, the title they give it, is the primordial originator. And Ooh. it's this giant writhing. Um, look it up right now, actually. Look up Chaos, Hades game. I've been asking so many people to look up this image um, for reference because it's very hard to explain. Um, it's like this gray, writhing, like, mass. It has a human face, but then eyes all over it. It looks like a uh, Persona boss or something. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's got, like add devil wings but then it has like a robe that's made of angel wings Mm -hmm. so anyway in the mythology of the hades game you kind of meet um you meet chaos by like going to these like dark uh like jet black black hole pools or whatever Mm -hmm. and the gods don't really acknowledge that chaos exists except for like maybe one or two and it's said that chaos has like been forgotten essentially even though everything emerged from chaos like they are the first god before the titans as well. Um, so I was thinking in this world, maybe like there's a god above the gods that is like something that is like you can like humans may not know the true nature of their heavenly parentage because then that would destabilize the like the system of faith, essentially. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a quote, I mean, talk about D&D or whatever. There's a quote from this most recent season of D&D that I watched. Um, and the quote is, as above, so below. So like, uh, and vice mm-hmm. versa. So like, whatever people believe on earth can affect the power and the correlation to what happens in heaven, right? Because humans mm-hmm. are like the mortal instruments by which gods can enact different deeds, I guess. Right. So... If I suddenly reveal to the world that gods are real and that like every pantheon is just essentially and that the he- that the afterlife is a thing, mm-hmm. then like we said before, I would manipulate behavior. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So how would you rectify this this situation besides like installing a god too? <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. I would just say only you know who your parent is. You cannot reveal that. You can't learn what other people's are. So what happens if I, so so let's say for playing devil's advocate, let's say, okay, I am the son of Satan, the Judeo-Christian Satan. Gotcha. My whole thing is, is that, ooh, that could be a good villain. True. The son of Satan. That would, I mean, literally the the apocalypse is brought upon by the, what is it called again? Um, Oh my God. What is it? Satan's son is called the the second coming of Christ, but the opposite, the antichrist. That's what it's called. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Like. What that could be a fun thing, whatever. Anyway, so I'm the Antichrist yeah. in canon. I say, okay, I'm chaotic evil, mm-hmm. chaotic good, or whatever the tri- true alignment is. Uh, I want to reveal to the world because uh, that gods exist because the chaos that would ensue would be good for me, right? Right. Who is who could tell me differently? And what's going to happen if I like I'm about to say it? Do I like die? Do I disintegrate? Like what's Ooh. Who's the one keeping the keys to this sort of thing locked up if we have this sort of caveat in our in our world? Well, then if you would be the villain, it would have to be like some hero would be like, I, no, kills you, just shut you up, right? But by that time, I'd already revealed it on Twitter, on God Twitter. 
because Twitter exists. Okay. Exactly. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's the problem is that like maybe, yeah, like who's, if you're God, right? If you, or uh-huh. if you are a God in a polytheistic world where Buddha and, um, where Buddha and Jesus and, and heaven and hell, like every single thing exists simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Like you get into the issue of, okay, well, if there's a, over a hundred gods, who is keeping the gods in check? You know what I mean? Right. Which then would make sense if we had a god too. God. A two god, two. essentially. <laughs> yeah. Something like, some figure like that chaos in that game of, what everybody is just so afraid of. I, I'm trying to think of like a concept that just maybe just the whole concept of, I don't know, fear. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I so like that like, a lot, actually. You like, don't want to say it. Otherwise, fear It's like a boogeyman association. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, okay. Okay, I like that a lot mm-hmm. because... So, okay, so chaos is like such a a general concept right mm-hmm. and like the gods because they've been around for so long they developed like a personality right like playing hades like poseidon in that game is like a fun surfer uncle and zeus is kind of like this like fluffy bearded kind of santa looking sort of dude even though in the, in the actual mythology he's awful right yeah. and hades is like this dark i'm hades like this evil sounding booming authoritative sort of figure mm-hmm. so the idea that like above the gods above the titans because like the titans were like uh they were like nature spirits right they were like earth and fire and water and air or whatever yeah so if there was something above that being like the personification or lack thereof of like basic human behavior Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like fear anger jealousy essentially that because okay wow this is actually genius because you're a fucking genius, Chloe. So <laughs> here's the thing. Gods were created back in the day to explain phenomenon that could not be explained through science, right? So right. we see lightning. We're like, oh, shit, just slam the mic. Love that. Um, this happens once per recording, I swear to God. Nice. Um, so they were created as a way to explain away things that could not be explained. So lightning, there's a giant bearded dude in heaven throwing down energy at the world because we did bad, right? A flood Mm -hmm. happens. Oh, okay. It's the God of water. Okay. We all die. It's obviously Hades bringing us back down from whence we came into the earth or whatever. Right. Yeah. So it would make sense that above that is something that every human being is so familiar with, but we desire control over it. Right. Mm -hmm. That would make sense that, having a god of fear having a god of anger having a god of whatever would make the most sense and like we kind of already get that to a certain degree in the greek and roman pantheon with like Persephone, not persephone what's her name aphrodite she's right? goddess of love the goddess of love right yeah. but these would have to be like negative emotions like it'd have to be like fear anger um so almost like, like the like the deadly sins yeah 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 because it would have to be something that is oh and, and i'm sure that you've heard this before but like you've heard the thing where it's like um uh what's the, there's a word for it but essentially what it is is that every religion to a certain degree has like some imagery that is universal like mm-hmm. uh, like religions in like greek and roman times have very similar imagery to like mesoamerican um religions even though they were like nowhere near each other and they had no communication it just so happens they both have like a god that pulls the sun or something like in a chariot right like the idea that there is something that unifies a lot of imagery right a Mm -hmm. lot of monotheistic religions have that as well so like 
I like the idea that maybe our main character is like this Artemis character, this um the the Vera nicotine stand-in essentially, <laughs> that she's trying to track down. Oh, maybe it's like a national treasure thing too, where like she's trying to figure out, oh, there's something deeper here besides just our parents. Like, and then like they find out that there's like the six primordial like gods and like those gods are not the seven deadly sins or whatever but like some personification of fear anger etc something like negative things or whatever um like which would essentially be a stand-in for like the devil right like things that motivate us to do bad things and not necessarily having this boogeyman but like it's something that's inside all of us or something exactly yeah so how does so is vera also, I like the fact that they're Artemis's child because there could be this whole thing where the the joke that I said earlier about having a uh, having a goddess that is like having a goddess with two female god parents having mm-hmm. the conversation like we're gods it doesn't matter anything yeah. can happen like I think that would be a funny conversation meeting it her moms be. being like wait what what oh, that's crazy love it yeah very Steven Universe adjacent sort of thing oh yeah so. Do you like Steven Universe? I do. I have to watch the last season. I never did that. Apparently, the most recent season of the time skip is insane. And I want to watch that as well. And there's apparently a movie out. Wow, I am so behind. Yeah. Anywho. So this is your D&D stand-in. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm all about helping out with the lore, but I want you to take the, the wheels here with the actual A to B plot narrative of this sort of thing. So... We have this, we have Vera, we'll call her. We're not okay. going to call her Nicotine because then we're literally <laughs> just taking your D&D character and I can't give you that much power in your own D&D story. So gotcha. we'll have Vera. Okay. We'll have Vera. What What is going on in Vera's life in the beginning of the story and where do we want to kind of end it? What's the moral? What's the, the sort of thing that we want Vera to learn at the end of her journey? Ooh. Well, we can always go uh, stereotypical. She's like, she wakes up, she suddenly has fucking weird powers. Like, how did I get these? And then maybe like the first season is ends up with her finding out oh i've got two godly parents artemis being one of them you know so are we afraid that are we afraid that it'll be too like percy jackson could it be a thing where she has the powers from day one yeah i'd say that that would be cooler i think she's always because i'm imagining where you go no i was gonna say she's been using her powers to get to i don't know do whatever in her life Okay, so which two goddesses, by the way, would she be the um, the parentage of? So we already have Artemis. Um, gosh. Let's... I have an idea for you, if you want me to, if you don't mind me saying. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so someone on Twitter, I wrote the whole thing on Twitter saying, with everyone talking about Greek parents, I want to make a D&D one shot about this or whatever. Mm-hmm. And someone said, uh, someone said along the lines of... Let me see where I can post. We're going to find this post here. Um, here you go. So, ooh, the person's, it's from Rave Lord Nito. Good dude on Twitter. He goes, ooh, a ranger fighter that's like a child of Artemis and Athena, like a tactician hunter. And ooh. I said, my response was, Artelia, the god kin of us- usurping and submission. In the animal kingdom and on the field of war, those who can make their opponents submit are the true victors. Artelia takes lessons from their mothers to be successful on both the battlefield, the hunt, and in grand politic. That's pretty dope. Yeah. And then we like we kind of go on. I'll just re- read these because some of these are really, really rad. Um, okay. So one here is, I said, like a horrifying yet beautiful, lawful, neutral Disney princess, essentially. 
because that connection to both like the the ideas of like war and politics is like the most human possible thing but then also having artemis being this like animalistic hunting god having this weird dichotomy of like two parents that are so different but Mm -hmm. also so similar um and then here it says uh i I keep thinking she's wearing a crown of laurels that turns into thorns when she enters battle and then my response to that was when she gets angry her teeth become fangs like like a wolf or something like that um yeah, and then I think the last thing that was cool here was a goddess of two kingdoms, since submission and usurping are concepts in both the kingdoms of man and animal, they shift forms. So I like the idea maybe that like when she's, I mean, we, we could still do like the typical Spider-Man shit where it's like, oh, well, I thought that I only had one godly parent, which is why I could like summon a fucking bow made of energy my whole life. Yeah. And then I entered the God Academy or like, or I entered the Academy or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then one day I was fighting and then a giant shield bubble popped around me as I was saving my friend. Like the, the very typical, uh, like, what is it? Like Marvel superhero slash um, like anime moment where it's like, <gasps> Masaka. <laughs> I can't believe it. This happened. And then like, that'll be like the mid season. Like, wait, what, what is this thing? Yes. Um, there we go. Yeah. So we yeah. see, we're already developing something here. So we have uh, Athena and Artemis together. I love that. I love that combination. Mm-hmm. So we also have the, um, we have the, the My Hero Academia tie-in where it's like a school, right? Like the, cause I didn't want it to be a summer camp. Cause again, I'm trying to, homage percy jackson but not just be percy jackson not just you know copy I mean? it. yeah i get it yeah so okay so we have the school we have the main character for the most part mm-hmm. um what does the main character look like is she like short tall does she have like cool hair color like what's what's the what's the vibe we're feeling for this character i'm literally only picturing my D character so she's got like well the... she can't be an elf bro we just well, talked about this elf but like okay she's got the white hair and the blue eyes like that's what Ooh, okay, okay. So here's my question. I'm a normal mm-hmm. dude. I'm in high school. I turn to my right and I see a girl with white hair at the age of 16. And I'm like, hmm, hmm. wonder what that's all about. Like, yeah. is that not going to be too much of a dead giveaway? Or is that's the fact the that she's in this academy? <laughs> that is the, yeah, like we turn to, like me, Ian Prichelle in high school, turned my head to the right. And I'm like, this girl is 16, seven feet tall, white hair and blue bright eyes. <laughs> and I can see from the other side of the room. This might be an anime character. So 100%. I guess to counter that, it would have to be, they'd have to be in like the academy from like day one, essentially, right? Yeah. I mean, Could does everybody be... have like weird hair collars and all that? Or is it just I would assume. I would assume so, right? Because like if you're in a school with mm-hmm. crazy superhero freak people, you would have to like, everyone would have to be so weird that you couldn't really question anything, right? Like right. we just, we just talked about having someone, um, and we talked about Anubis or whatever from the uh, Egyptian pantheon. Like having a dude who you like, who has like black hair, essentially just what furries think is hot, which is like a really hot dude, but then like cat ears or dog ears. Yeah. Okay, and a tail. Exactly that. Like that would have to be somebody. Um, so here's my other thing. My other question. Mm-hmm. If we're pulling from every pantheon, are we going to make it a thing where every character is human or human looking? Because if we're even just from the Greek pantheon, the Minotaur of Minos or whatever, I think was when either zeus or poseidon i think no yeah poseidon made the cyclops when he had sex with a giant or something right Uh, and then uh the minotaur was zeus and a bull i think or a cow so like are we gonna have like animal hybrid people in this world 
then mm-hmm. like people just won't question it as long as they look like superheroes or whatever. Yeah, I don't see why not. Okay, rad. Everybody, rad. Yeah. So who? So I guess before we even move any forward with Vera, what religions are we going to be pulling from here? Is Jesus going to show up? I guess is the real question I'm asking. <laughs> if we're going to pull from every pantheon, sure. Jesus can be there. We'll pull from like Egyptian mythology, um, Greek, Roman, Really showing how whatever. much religions we know about. Egypt, Jesus, <laughs> Egypt, Jesus. Zeus, you know, um, the big ones. But let's get like Eastern mythology in too, like. Um, I'm not as well versed in that though. So, okay. So hear me out. I had, when you said Jesus, because of my dumb chaos brain, I was like, okay, Jesus. Now stay with me here. Okay. Jesus is a top operative of the CIA, the Christian (laughs) information association. (laughs) He is the 007 for Judeo Christian God. Oh my God. Yeah. And yes. just think about it. What's the number one thing that Jesus can do? He can die and come back to life. Uh, true. Jesus is on assignment in France doing research on something. He gets mm-hmm. captured. They kill him. Guess what? No matter what happens, that motherfucker's coming back he's three back. days later. Exactly. He's the Ooh. perfect secret agent. True. You're right. Oh my God. He's a 007 of this world. Because also, I'm telling you right now, if I was watching an anime and then they show a guy from the back wearing like a bl- like a James Bond suit and then he has a ponytail mm-hmm. and a beard and then the first scene he's in, he gets shot in the middle of the dome and then it cuts to three days later at the end of the same episode and he literally just walks out of the earth and he's like... He has like a, you know, like the, you can't see this because obviously we're not on video, but like, mm-hmm. you know, when like secret agents tap their ear and it's like, come in, God, it's me, your son. Turns out that was the terrorist cell we were looking for the whole time. And then like Judeo-Christian God is like, take them out. And he's like, Roger. And then he just runs like fully nude into the sunset (laughs) to kill someone. Yes. I mean, also, if we do that, we're definitely getting the American audiences in there. We're definitely getting the season two because you know the Deep South is loving Secret Agent Jesus. True, true. They're getting their own spinoff show 100%. Oh, absolutely. Spin off about just about Jesus 007. Oh my god. No, it, well his name would be 003 cuz he comes back after 3 days. <gasps> You're right. I yes. suddenly am in love with Jesus the secret agent oh and I don't care god. about anything else in the story He's anymore. My new favorite character. <laughs> He's like the Aizawa of My Hero Academia. Everyone's like, "Oh man, Deku's cool," but then the second the the grumpy sleepy dude shows up, everyone's like, "I'm horny for the teacher. I don't care about the story anymore." That's going to be Jesus in this narrative. Okay. So Jesus is a secret agent. He'll be Mm -hmm. a side character that we'll fall in love with. Um, Absolutely. I'm also thinking uh, like South American religion has to be a part of it. Do you know Rayquaza? Yes. So Rayquaza is is a reference uh, to the... Let me pull this up. I don't know how to to spell Quetzalcoatl. So we're going to see what Google can do with this awful spelling of it. Gotcha. No, there's... Q in there. Cool. And there's definitely a Q. There's a Z in here too. Oh, there's a Z. Uh, okay. Yeah. So Quetzalcoatl is a deity in the Mesoamerican culture and literature. It is the Quetzal feathered serpent. Nice. And it's just a giant snake that lives in the sky, which is honestly rad as hell. Honestly, um, it really is. Yeah. So 
with any anime and with any superhero thing and with Percy Jackson, you have the main character, you have a love interest of some kind that may or may not work out. Who knows the will they won't days. Then mm-hmm. you have the joke character. So I'm thinking all three of these characters have to come from a different pantheon. 100%. Yes. So Jesus Christ's secret. Wow. I am so in love with this idea. It's like <laughs> Jesus Christ superstar, the sequel, Jesus Christ secret agent is definitely one of the teachers at like, he's like a senior teacher only. He does like, um, what is it? Uh, independent studies with people. So yeah. Jesus Christ secret agent is definitely in the background somewhere. We have our main character, Vera Nicotine, who's the daughter of two goddesses from the Roman pantheon or from the Greek pantheon, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think having a cool and stop me if I'm taking too much of your narrative here, but I think the idea of her thinking her whole life that she's just the goddess or just the, daughter of um artemis because she can like summon a bow or whatever or do something that is related to the hunt maybe she's like um wolverine's daughter adjacent where she's like kind of feral she has like this bow she loves living outside she like chills in the forest all the time Mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. that like fake scene we talked about where like she protects someone maybe that she like cares about like the first person she kind of becomes friends with at this new school she protects and then a giant golden dome appears around her with this like weird greek and roman like you know how like in hercules it had like the roman pots or whatever yeah had, like the the like i was gonna say hieroglyphs but you know what i'm talking about like yeah, this like giant this golden dome appears around her and then she's like this isn't anything that uh, artemis can do what yeah. the fuck is this and then like that becomes like the, the mid-season intrigue is like wh- wh- where this power come from is that her friend's power is it like Blah, 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 blah. We can kind of go down that sort of rabbit mm-hmm. hole. So where is the love interest coming from in terms of like the Pantheon? And where is the comic relief coming from? Ooh. Now keep in mind, <laughs> no matter who we choose for the comic relief, we are technically being racist. Because if it's not <laughs> a Judeo-Christian person, we are making fun of a religion. Just so we're all on the same page here. Okay, so what if we do somebody that's already like a jokester? So we pull from Norse mythology, it's like Loki. Ooh. Okay. I like that, but hear mm-hmm. me out. Okay. Whoa. Okay. And by the way, hear me out is like the the fucking what like the catchphrase for the show is like someone says something, wait, but hear me out. Wait, but hear okay. me out. Wait, but hear me out. <laughs> okay, we already have established in this universe that two goddesses can make a child, right? Right. What if one day in super heaven with every god imaginable chilling out of the water cooler mm-hmm. in the break room of super heaven loki meets yeah. none other than satan okay and they fall in love and they make a child the ultimate trickster i love it i think i actually this is becoming gay chaotic mess and i love it absolutely so what does the god Okay, what would even their aesthetic be if they were Satan mixed with Loki? Are, do we just literally have the go- the giant golden horned helmet with two black, <gasps> but they're still wings. They're not demon wings. They're like black angel wings. Yes. Are we creating Sephiroth too? I Are think, we just oh. making Sephiroth too? We, we might be, but that's fine because that aesthetic, ooh, that's real good. What's, the, okay, this is going to be a thing. What's the name... It's one winged angel is the name of the song that Sephiroth uses. Okay. Wow, I love this idea so oh fucking much. Okay. So the arc. Okay, you you name the Satan character because I have an idea that is f- 
freaking me out right now. Oh so what is the name of this Loki-Satan hybrid? Ooh. Oh, my God. That's a tough one. I'm so horrible at naming things if you don't give me it's two hours. It's a toughie, huh? It's a yeah. toughie, huh? Did it take you five days to write Vera Nicotine on a blackboard yes, somewhere? it did. <laughs> Smoking a hundred packs of cigarettes. Like, what is it? What is it? Vera Nicotine. Perfect. So we, we, you can think about that in the background while I pitch to you the idea of this character. So okay. with any God story, mommy issues and daddy issues are at the forefront, right? Mm-hmm. So we find out. And even Vera in our main character is going through a little bit of mommy issues to a certain degree, right? Right. But again, the reason why she's going through this mommy issue thing is because her gods at least have an excuse, right? That Mm -hmm. Athena, or sorry, Artemis, the goddess of the hunt, doesn't like people. She loves animals. She loves the forest. She is naturally, she's by nature antisocial, right? So that could be one excuse. And Athena, think about how much work Athena now has to do because she is the goddess of knowledge, wisdom, and war. How how many countries do you think are going to war right now over which hero is going to be with whom? If oh every god, god exists so and many. every god can fuck with anybody, right? Right. So the, the, her moms are more busy than ever. So mm-hmm. I think that that could be a legitimate excuse as to why this is all happening. And maybe you could do like a little tongue-in-cheek thing where like Athena is like so busy she doesn't participate until she sees that her daughter is becoming like essentially a pawn in the greater scheme of like countries recruiting different superheroes for their war efforts or something right um, right because then that's when she comes on her radar she's like fuck wait my daughter is becoming more powerful than i thought i thought she would just be sitting in the woods eating syrup like her other mother and <laughs> here we are and then like maybe artemis like leaves her like notes on arrows or something like every birthday or something maybe artemis leaves her or something but she's too afraid to interact with her daughter because of how her father treated her or something. There, there could be some interesting lore in there. Oh, so, yeah. like and that. think about it as well. If there's a billion gods, for the record, every god in almost every religion fucking sucks. Like oh, the yeah. narrative in every god story is like, hey, gods are dog shit. So hear me out. We have the Satan and Loki character. Like, we have a thing where, like, they're so proud of their heritage. They're like, oh, of course, my dads are Loki and Satan, the two most chaotic beings in all the universe. Like, my dad's fucked your shit up. All of them. Like, Satan is so popular, he suddenly became a character in every religion. Y'all can fucking suck my dick. And, like, he's, like, (laughs) middle fingering every single person in the entire school. Maybe, like, it turns out that, you know, being a pawn is, like, a theme in this sort of story, I guess, where this son um, is, like... Is, is himself a pawn. Like, they were trying to create an antichrist, essentially, a being that would be pure chaos, that, like, would destabilize the world. Yeah. When in reality, all this kid really wants to do is, like, make his dad's proud. Like, he just mm, wants to, like, do okay. a good thing or whatever. But right. the good thing for, for them would to be, like, to kill everyone he knows and to, like, start a nuclear holocaust and him be the only person around. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, pretty hard to satisfy that. And also exactly. be a popular kid. You know what I mean? True, true. Ooh, man. Oh, my God. I like this. I love that character now. Yeah. So I'm thinking we got like... So if Vera is all white hair mm-hmm. with long... With like long white hair, like maybe not matted, but like not styled at all. Like very like typical high school girl with like no female influence. Just like just chill, relaxed outfit sort of situation. Yeah. Um, Like very much for comfort. And then like... This other character, the Satan Loki mixture, they're like 
very fancy. They have like black, like wearing all black with red accents. They have black hair with like the buzz cut around the sides, like very stylish, maybe gold earrings or something. Ooh, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking that. Very um, stylish and all that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So then who is the comic relief character? Oh, we have man. to do it. We do. I accidentally made the love interest instead of the comic relief by saying. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm. one winged one winged angel is just too hot. It's just a too exactly. too good. Too good. <sighs> Who hmm. Which religion are we most comfortable making fun of? <laughs> That's pretty much the the math that we're doing here. Pretty much. Um hmm. So we have Greek, we have Judeo Christian. So right. could we do another God fusion, but make it with the shittiest religion possible? Okay, so then we have to decide Meaning which Judeo Christian again. Okay, all right, perfect. So like, but then I'm afraid that we're doing too much. Ooh, okay. Here's my idea. Okay. So if we're pulling from every religion, obviously, mm-hmm. if you've listened to the show anytime or even know me as a person, you know my wife is Japanese. So what if instead of doing a God, we do like maybe an Oni or something, like something from okay. Japanese or, or Asian influence. Gotcha. Okay, okay. But what if like the joke, like maybe the joke is that they're actually super powerful or something, or like they look very intimidating, but they really just want to be friends with people. Mm, like, mm-hmm. like, hmm, I'm thinking in the first thing that comes to my mind, because we already have two characters that are human or humanoid, at least. Yeah. I'm thinking like a eight foot tall, red and blue Japanese inspired Oni, but like, is like a, is like, what is it called? Like, um, uh, like. A heart of gold, essentially, where it's like, imagine if the Hulk was just a really nice guy, okay. where it's like, guys, I just want to hang out. Do you want to play bingo tonight? Yeah, and yeah. everyone's like, uh, I'm good, dude. <laughs> like, what's wrong? He's like, you're an eight foot tall demon. Like, we, we can't even <laughs> talk about that a little bit. I'm sorry to be mean, but... And then, like, the demon, like, runs into his bedroom and is crying or He's something. Crying. Okay. Devil so just may like a... cry. Oh, wow. We did it. <laughs> good job podcast over guys we did it i managed to do a devil may cry reference we did it yay jesus okay so yeah we have a giant 10 foot tall hulk like demon thing um and do we want it to just be an oni or do we want it to be like an oni plus something Ooh. wait no that wouldn't work Uh i was saying like what if it was like a japanese oni mixed with um like a like a love goddess or something like so like the whole thing is that like it's this mixture of like scary uh like overwhelming mixed with like extremely appealing and like you know what i'm saying like what would that yeah. even look like uh, god i mean he could still be scary but that's just where like his like soft-heartedness comes from why he wants to just be friends and love people it just comes from like the whatever love goddess parent well what i don't want to do aphrodite because we're already doing no so many here, what let's other... look up Love oh, Goddess. Yeah. This is where we look up. This is what Aphrodite's the first one. Thanks, bro. Really helpful. Um, ooh, no, we already have the Norse god in there. Dang. I was going to say uh, Freya. Ooh, okay. Mm. Ooh. Mm, no. Hmm. Let's see. This is where it gets difficult. Yeah, no, I'm looking this up. Let's see. Hmm. Let's see. This is this is the first time I've ever needed to go deep into 
Oh okay. god, the god of sodomy is not what I was looking for. Oh no. Good lord. Good absolute lord. No, I found a Ooh. Wikipedia link of list of love and lust deities. Hmm, that's a good link. Definitely bookmark that. Hear me out. Yeah. What if we do what is Quetzalcoatl again? Because I want to involve Quetzalcoatl in here somehow. He is. Look look that up for me, my friend. What are we doing here? The goddess is it like the goddess of the sun or something? Um, uh, feathered serpent. The Aztecs. He's the merchants the dawn. Not ooh, okay, that's good. I think that we we can do that. Cause hear me out. Onis are like protectors, and they're also like very naturalist. Like they're connected to either like Raijin or Fujin is like lightning and thunder and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. I think that if you Quetzalcoatl also being in the sky, I think that that's like some solid lore connection there. And if we're taking and cribbing something from Percy Jackson lore, having a thing where like maybe like his human form is like maybe something like the rock adjacent where it's like <laughs> Samoan like adjacent where like maybe he has like long black hair and has like the or maybe it wouldn't even need to be Samoan it could be from Mesoamerica or like Central America where yeah. it has like they have like a snake tattoo that's all around their arm representing their like their one parent and then like you have like a Japanese like Oni on like the other side of like a Yakuza adjacent tattoo yeah. on the back and like having the mixture of those cultures together would be actually pretty fucking rad and right. having okay i don't know if i'm remembering this correctly but if i remember from the movie uh fuck el dorado okay yeah do you know that movie oh i love that movie so i was in history class when that movie came out and mm -hmm. apparently like you know the soccer game they use with their feet yeah so apparently they used to also fight by putting blades on their feet Ooh. okay so imagining a giant demon japanese like demon oni club in this mm -hmm. guy's hands and then blades on their feet. And like, what would a person who fights with a giant club, like one-handed or two-handed club, but then also can like do a Chun-Li kick with knives. What does oh, that look like? My God. And how insane would that be? And then also the fact that they're a lizard, but also a demon and they can fly because Quetzalcoatl had like giant angel wings. Right. That's a rad design, I think. That is super dope. Yes. He's like buff and he's super agile as well. Ooh. I'm into this. Okay. So this. Have you ever seen Bleach, by the way? No. Okay. There's a character in Bleach. I think, no joke, his name is Chad. <laughs> Let me look this up. Bleach. Okay. Chad? Bleach Chad. Or it might be... Ch oh, it is Chad. Oh, wow. <laughs> ready? The name is <laughs> Bleach Chad Final Form. <laughs> oh, my God. What a great Google. So, yeah, this could definitely be an inspiration from this character because, like, they have um, this giant, like, demon fist... And they're like a tall, mm -hmm. I like uh, South American guy with like brown hair. So like, look up, please put this into your Google history real quick. Bleach okay. Chad. Bleach Chad. Oh my gosh. Okay. Kind of like what we're thinking about. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, and also like some more diversity in there. Cause obviously like if you're Greek or Roman, you're probably going to look white. Right. right. And I assume the God... The, the son, the godkin son of two Satans would definitely be very pale and white. Probably, yeah. So let's get somebody a little colorful in here. Yeah, definitely need to up the ante in terms of our, our diversity. Right. So, So we have Vera. We have, did we ever figure out a name for the Satan analog? I, I cannot think of. 
Do we just call him <laughs> Damien Odinson? You know, let's like call Damien him Odinson. Okay, because like I think him kind of being a shithead and embracing the Antichrist figure would be kind of on brand. Um, yeah, and I'm thinking that for our third character, in honor of Chad, <laughs> we say that they have a very difficult Mesoamerican and Japanese name, but they just go by Chad. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. It's like so, a super long name and people are like, oh, he's like, but you just call me Chad. Like, all right, cool. Yeah. Like half of it is like very um, like old style Mesoamerican Mexican. And then the other half is mm-hmm. very hard, like traditional Japanese. And then yes. all of the gods from every pantheon are looking around like, uh, and then he's like, you know what? Just call me Chad or whatever. Like Perfect. they're like, they like pull out like a dictionary. They're like simplest white person name. Just call me <laughs> Chad, I guess. And they're Chad. like, oh yeah, yeah, we can do that. Sure. Easy. Um, easy clap. Um, so <laughs> there we have our main characters. So what is the overall, like, where is the end of the story going to be? What is the final climax? What is the confrontation that Vera is going to have to go through? Cause we kind of have our middle point where, um, our character Vera is saving one of her friends. And then it's revealed that her other parentage is Athena. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's like a whole big sort of arc that we can kind of go through that. What's the end of this first season of, my god academy or whatever it's called academy um okay so you said something about all these countries are like recruiting all these demigods for like war right so should like the overarching plot be like we should maybe stop this war but i guess i like that but maybe that's like a later season because i think that like when you're a kid or whatever you're like i just am worried about the various high school nature of of everything that's i think that like taking down the government (laughs) might be a season two exactly. um, that could be later that's just like something in the back of everybody's mind like season one like hey government kind of shitty yeah and then we move yeah. on yeah and i think we could do like cross cuts to like like uh what's the word like not like a novella essentially but like they'll do like a scene like the majority of the episode is this and they'll cut away to like government offices where we like that's where we'll see like jesus christ secret agent well yeah and that's then, where like, he we'll comes see... in that's our uh connecting thread to the government like we see exactly 003 yeah. Yeah. Oh, and have you ever heard of the Manwa, um, what is it called? Um, solo leveling. No. So it's a Korean comic. And like the whole thing is that like people in this world have like magic powers, but it's in the modern, it's in a modern setting. And mm-hmm. your power level essentially is like stagnant. Like when you awaken to your powers, it's like, oh, I have this ability and I'm like, like I'm an S level hero or something is what it's called. Okay. Um, and then you can be recruited by nations to do certain things like there are these portals that open up to these like dimensions where demons come out and that's where like some countries using their money will like recruit people from other nations and make them citizens so that they can kind of be the most safe i guess if it makes any sense um so i like the idea of like like kind of like all might if we're inspired by my hero academia he like my hero um he's very much inspired by america right he has the red white Mm -hmm. blue he names things after american countries so i like the idea of in this world even though people can't necessarily reveal that they're related to gods to make sure that things are as stable as possible i like the idea of like behind the scenes government organizations are like okay trying to recruit god kin or like god children to fight either in like wars or battles or in defense or offense or whatever because mm-hmm. um, even if there were gods or whatever there'd still be like would a fight there'd still be a fight for resources right right um, or like are of ideologies or whatever um and there would have to be something with that 
And I like having a thing where we cross cut back to like, let's say Europe or something. And then in this like, uh, what is it called? Like Mission Impossible War Room, we have Athena, but she's like wearing uh, like a power suit. Like she's, <laughs> and she still has a golden shield next to her. Okay. And like Ares is there and Ares has to be hot. It's required. Of course. Um, and like he's wearing an open button up with like a white, like with a, a white button up with like the sleeves rolled up. And he's like, listen, Athena, we have to do something. War mm-hmm. is inevitable. And then Athena's yeah. like, not if I'm here. And like they have this like, this very much Iron Man, um, Tony Stark argument of like war is inevitable. You can't change the human's minds. Even if we tell them who we are, doesn't mean if, if anything that might make them fight more over who's more right. If they know that gods are real yeah. and the afterlife is real, then who the fuck cares if you die? Wars are going to happen three times as much if they know guaranteed that heaven and hell is real. Right. Um, that could be like a whole interlude essentially. And then as they're having that argument, Jesus Christ secret agent comes in. It's like, <laughs> we have a problem. And then like they're revealing maybe the season two plot in these sort of interstitials where you're meeting popular gods or whatever okay, uh, in the interim. Yeah. And then of course, Buddha shows up. He's like signing. He's got to be like a C he's got to be a, um, what's the word? Uh, like super popular sort of like person. Like okay. he has to be like a famous, like, um, like a Mahatma Gandhi figure where like yeah. people don't know that he's Buddha, but like people are just so overwhelmed with like this calm around him. Mm-hmm. He becomes like, I guess his way of like trying to help people is just like being on the ground floor and like helping the average person. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. That. And like maybe all the gods are assembled to defeat something at the end of the day or something. Um, so then maybe that's the season two plot is that like all of the major pantheons, like key figures from major pantheons are uniting mm-hmm. a la Avenger style. Um, and the end of season one is revealed that like they're coming back. And maybe we don't know what they are until season two. And like the season two is like the six primordial fears or something, or the six, yeah. the six primordial the... darknesses or something. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And then season one can just be, it's normal. They're just trying to graduate. The season finale is like graduation and maybe but there has are... to be like something, right? Like what well, is like... that something in season one? because even in percy jackson like the ending battle is like there's like the kid who's i think hermes's son trying to get a powerful MacGuffin away from percy jackson um and he like, frames right, there's him something... for stealing zeus's lightning bolt yeah and that's the whole big thing yeah but, but because there's so many like if there's infinite gods essentially there would be infinite weapons right right so, like wh- who is the main antagonist if you're the son or daughter of major gods right and every Mm. god is major essentially if if every god exists then every god is major you know what i mean right so like what yeah like what's the major plot if your dad is god essentially dad is god one of the side characters fathers is satan and we're cool with that and we're (laughs) We're like yeah that's timmy his dad is satan you know it's like all right that's fine Hmm. Um, trying to think of other baddies. It has to be related to like something happening at school, obviously, because that's what they're going through, right? Yeah. Hmm. hmm. This is difficult. It is going through all the mythologies that I know. Hmm. Ooh. Okay. I got it. Okay. Perfect. Perfect wrap up. So this, we say that they are coming back, right? And, and that's supposed to be the season two big bad, right? So mm-hmm. 
the the six primordial fears or something or the six primordial somethings right like these negative emotions that can be affected by both gods and humans right yeah. and that would be a big motivator for the gods of every pantheon to be invested right because mm -hmm. if you could somehow manipulate Ares, the god of war to become fearful of something then that might motivate the people like warfaring nations out of fear to start attacking one another right or if you have like, I don't know, the uh, Artemis or something, the goddess of the hunt become fearful, then suddenly mm -hmm. every nation is like killing major predators and destabilizing the natural order out of fear, mm. right? Yeah. So like maybe the grand lore could be like, we could still have chaos or nothingness or whatever be the primordial god, right? Yeah. And yeah. then we can kind of do a very like yin yang sort of thing where like, even though every pantheon every pantheon came from chaos but you cannot have darkness without light right so like with all these positive things that happened there also must be negative things mm -hmm. and like maybe um that's where like satan and all these like air quotes dark gods come from but what maybe like the gods didn't know is that there is something between darkness and light and that is like nothingness and fear comes from this like this weird void essentially between yeah this like good and evil that n both of them must unite together to kind of like try and destroy. Oh man, I do. I like this a lot. Yeah. And so which primordial fear would take over something in the school where the kids of our main characters and maybe the, like the side characters would need to work together to kind of try and take over. Would it be fear? It, it could be fear. Cause like, well, that's also like, I feel like the, the big bad guy could just be. Mm. Mm. I like I like fear being the big bad. I do too. And I and I think that the conversation we just had of like, could you imagine if they could control me with fear? That'd be ridiculous. And then Athena, Athena is definitely going to be our like Lord Dump character, where she's like, no, think mm -hmm. about it, Ares. If they could make you fearful, then there's nothing they can't do. Yeah. And like then he's like, my God. And then like it's like slow zoom on his face. And then it cuts to like back to the school or something. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they like just think be about like... it. No, you go, oh. you go. No, okay. They could just be overcoming something like another one of those primordial fear or fear whatever emotions. Like mm. maybe anger. That seems like more easy to overcome mm. than fear. Yeah. Like rage or something. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. I've got it. I've okay. got it. I think I got it locked in. Okay. So we have our character, Vera. She mm -hmm. grows up. And she, from very young age, she loves running in the forest, climbing trees, talking with animals. Very dis She is a feral Disney princess, essentially. Perfect. She's like covered in mud all the time. And like, maybe she, maybe she has human parents that know of her parentage or something, or like know that something's up. And like, mm -hmm. so that way she is very like tuned in to the natural world. And that's like maybe a part of it. So like her parents are like, come on inside, Vera, come on, let's go. And then she just literally just walks in the house covered in mud. And that's like the first scene we see of her. We see yes. her grow up and then she goes to the academy. The ac and then that's where we get the lore dump of like every god kin comes here from every pantheon to like learn what it means to be a real god kin or something like that. Mm -hmm. And we leave here. No one knows, but all of us are actually sons or daughters or creations of these gods. And, but we are tasked with protecting the world, blah, 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 blah. And then that's where we get the exposition dump from Vera, maybe in the future, like writing in a diary or something, mm -hmm. um, talking about her adventures in this academy or something. Perfect. And yes. then like we have like the, the intro, like the, uh, what is it called? Um, not syllabus, like the intro to the school or whatever. Who's the headmaster of this academy? 
if every um, pantheon is there how about how about like a sun god like um like Ra or something Ooh, that's raw as hell yeah uh, that is not what i meant to say but yes that is raw <laughs> as hell i like a giant talking eagle talking to everyone yes and like, yeah and like maybe people like i love the idea of a them just having this weird sunlight behind them like there's like a spotlight behind them mm-hmm. it's like, don't be alarmed that's natural it's just the sun behind me <laughs> at all times don't close your eyes that's rude and you'd be like also <laughs> i am a talking eagle if you've never heard this before i'm raw from egypt the egyptian pantheon oh it's mm-hmm. my hello grandson and like he points to like the the fucking anubis son and he's like oh god uncle raw hey hi hello okay <laughs> yeah and then like He's like, oh, I, what a good grandson you are. And like, maybe like embarrasses like a side character or something. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, the furry character. Um, he's like, oh, I see your ears are coming in. That's so great. Proud of you. Okay, <laughs> moving on. And like, he is very corny and like loves all the students or whatever. Because again, you would expect like a sun god to be very warm and kind or whatever. Right. Um, exactly. So the, the anger character or like the primordial fear, could we, to wrap up everything that you love... Could it be mm-hmm. this like venom, like black, mm-hmm. like viscous pool, like this weird? Could it? Could we make it like look alien almost? You know what I mean? I'm like down for that. Yes. Adjacent. Yeah, because like there is something. No matter what god or goddesses you believe in, it they are very human centric. And mm-hmm. I think the opposite of having that a villain of a god like story would have to be this like weird amorphous scientific like sci-fi looking blob you know they should mean? all be like kind of like eldritch horror looking things yes 100 percent. yes yeah like a cthulhu adjacent thing yeah um, yes i love this okay so like this like th- we intercut between the the secret agent stuff with with jesus christ secret agent mm-hmm. with um this like thing this black ooze that is like kind of navigating the school and like taking over people and yeah. like what would be the most devastating person or God or whatever for this thing to take over? Would it be the principal or would it be somebody else? Ooh, could be the principal or it could be somebody like already prone to anger issues. Like maybe a son of some sort of war God, whether it be Aries or somebody else. But I feel like that's too, like, I'm like really weird when it comes to stories. Actually, you probably already know this because you played the D&D campaign. If Uh something is the typical, I hate it. It has okay. to be weird. That's like my default like thing, gotcha. which explains a lot of the choices I made in the D&D campaign. That's um, fair. So like, I like that maybe like the first person they take over is like a son or daughter of a war god from some culture. That could be but the then, first thing. And then it's like a food fight yeah. episode. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. And like maybe one person takes it too far and like that's the war god person and he just starts, th- he or she starts like throwing tables and breaking things and just starts going crazy feral and then people are like, okay, calm down, dude, calm down. And then they have to like, like literally wrap him in like magical things or something and like that's when they first realize that things are not always as they seem here yes. at the school. But I'm thinking like what would be the worst possible thing in terms of power sets for it to be taken over? You know what I'm saying? Like right. the sun would be very bad. You could just melt everything around you. That would That's be the true. equivalent that of like a nuclear bomb or something. Very devastating if like he took a hold of the principal and then just started slowly doing things. And then it was like, hey, I'm going to like blow up the country or whatever. Like, well, hmm, we should maybe stop you. Yeah. Okay. Wait. So maybe there's a thing where like, like Venom or like, like, 
like some sort of parasite. It can't just jump into the most powerful God, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why it is drawn to the school because again, teenagers are full of negative emotions. They're full of like these things that are easily manipulatable, right? Yeah. So maybe it like jumps throughout the season. It jumps from person to person with the hopes of gaining enough like godly essence to take over this final person in the school for some sort of purpose. Yes. Um, And maybe... It's not who we would think it would be, which would be like, we'll like do like fake shots of like them going towards the sun god and then like going to someone else. Because mm-hmm. what if it's like a goddess of life or a god or goddess of life and death? Ooh, okay. Because you wouldn't need to even worry about a nuclear explosion if literally this person gets so angry that people just start fucking dropping. Like five yeah. people in front of Vera or whatever just drop dead. Can't be revived, just corpses. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, no, or whatever. Yeah. And then that can be a time where Vera can, like, activate her golden shield or something. And that can be, like, a divine intervention moment or something. Mm-hmm. Um, who would... So now we got to look up God or Goddess of Death, not from a typical pantheon, I guess. Well, goddess of... Now. Goddess or God of Death. We got to look that up. See, this is where Wikipedia is so great. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Thanatos. That's Ooh. a good name. But again, that's from... That's also... Actually, great. no. Well, I also like the idea of Thanatos because that's a joke on Thanos. You're right. Yeah. I think we might need to do that just I think because. that's fine. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We did it. Um, so I think we got the first season down pat, right? Oh, yeah. I think so. It's mostly just so school. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's plan it out and then you can stop me if I'm wrong here. Okay. okay. So we have Vera. Mm-hmm. girl raised in the forest pretty much by these like we'll call them lumberjack people like just two like a family of lumberjacks that just don't give a shit she was dropped off at like the doorstep or whatever like yeah. let's say it's in wisconsin i don't know why but that makes me laugh like sure, a bunch okay. of just like really lumberjack like uh, we'll say it's like a lumberjack company like it's just like a bunch of burly dudes taking care of a tiny girl baby makes me laugh Perfect. and like they're cutting down trees or something and they're like hey vera get over here and she like climbs the tree without like any sort of support and she like <laughs> hangs upside down from me. he's like oh that's normal you know kids do that all the time and like tony that's not kids can't do that kids can't just climb trees so have you ever had a kid before he's like actually no i haven't so maybe you're right maybe kids can do that and like there's like tons of funny moments you do with like her and her 10 dads essentially mm-hmm, just hanging perfect. out in the forest yeah. so vera and her 10 forest dads uh she gets a letter harry potter style to go to this academy she goes to the academy she meets the first two people she meets that become her tight friends are chad aka the the god kin son of quetzalcoatl and a Japanese Oni that has mm-hmm. like that is super scary looking with these like Yakuza style tattoos with snakes all over them as well. Um, we find out that Chad is just really a sweetheart and loves people and cares about people and is really like this natural godkin where like they can control the rain and they can control some parts of wind and they love like maybe they love gardening as well. Yeah, there we go. That'd be very cute. I like that a lot. And maybe like they meet um, some sort of like. Maybe their love interest is like a goddess of nature and like they get together or something. Anyway, exactly. then yeah. the other person is like this shit-eating grin douchebag who is mm-hmm. um, Damien Odinson, who is like this very fancy gold watch wearing son of both Satan and Loki. Um, and their tra- tragic backstory is that they're actually just a, they're not really even a son. They're a tool. They're like Satan and Loki made an agreement to create this child to destroy the world. And all, all the son really wants to do is just have fun and just 
hang out like truly a god of mischief not a god of destruction yes. um which disappoints their fathers and that can be a whole storyline with them um so then vera gets into shenanigans we meet Ra, the sun god principal they're very supportive and the whole time vera thinks that she's just the god the god kin of artemis one day during a training exercise oh wait who's the gym teacher slash combat professor Ooh, um mm. Should be like a, like a monster of some sort. I was going to say Minotaur, but I don't know how much we mm. want to pull from. Yeah, we love, Greek. we do love Greek mythology, don't we? Ooh, do. I got it. I got yeah. it. Some, it's, this is something from, um, from Jewish mythology, actually. It's okay. a golem. Ooh, okay. So like, I like the idea of like a golem, a Jewish talking golem who's like, Oh, what are you doing here? Come on, let's go eat some bagels together. Come on. He's like this 10 foot tall, giant talking brick golem. That Perfect. just is like, who's like a gym teacher combat guy. It doesn't matter if people beat him up because he can just reform his body from brick. So, mm-hmm. and we'll call him uh, Moshe or something. Something very Jewish sounding. Okay. Um, he also moonlights as a rabbi. Not relevant <laughs> to the story, but it's important for my own benefit. Um, Love it. So during a training exercise or whatever with, with gym teacher Moshe, they're having this giant fight together or whatever. Um, and it's actually a team fight where it's um, our three main characters fighting against each other for the first time. Chad loses because they can't bear to hurt their friends. And that really tr- like shows they're a really good, good lad. And then as Loki uh, or as Damien is fighting Vera, uh, Damien is going full Sephiroth doing these black angel wings. Of course, they have a sword. I don't know how they got the sword. They have a sword. They're fighting Vera and they're about to corner <laughs> Uh, Vera and actually like do a like devastating blow Vera has this giant golden orb come around them with these like golden hovering shields and that's like the turn of like wait this is not anything that I did or anyone else that anyone else did consciously where is this from that's where we start to get like the questions of like who's my other parent is it another god or whatever because Damien has two godly parents what does this mean Mm -hmm. and while this is all happening we're cross-cutting to Jesus Christ secret agent we're finding out the plot of the six primordial somethings either darknesses or fears or or whatever right um, we'll just call them the six primordials because that's actually cooler if we reduce that, the name that's true yes so the six primordials are taking over different countries it just so happens that one of the six primordials is uh the primordial um the primordial emotion of uh rage and mm-hmm. that's when we'll have that food fight scene where um did we say who the god was that gets taken over it's a god of it's a son of Ares or whatever Something like that, yeah. Ooh, can it be a thing where they have a football team, but all of the football team is just gods of war? Like, all the sons and daughters of gods of war who just loved combat? Yes. And, like, Ares has ten kids that just look like him, but just, like, a color swap of different races. Like, there's a Japanese Ares, there's a there's a white Ares, a black okay. Ares, a Spanish Ares. Because, again, he gets around. He's a handsome lad, right? Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. We, we can have, like, the Athena warrior princesses, essentially. Just, like, his entire family are so tight-knit because they just love beating the shit out of things. And that's, like, their whole shtick. Uh, so, the eldest son of Ares um, gets taken over by the primordial by the primordial emotion of rage during mm-hmm. a food fight that is a ceremonial thing every year they have a food fight and Ares's son ends up going so far that it takes like 10 godkin to like put them down essentially for long enough for them to get examined uh yeah. they don't remember anything that happens and that's when like we see the primordial ooze thing like leave them and then go to somebody else or whatever mm-hmm. um the whole time during the season we're trying to figure out what this thing is supposed to do why they're doing this and it turns out that their whole thing is to take over 
a God that's powerful enough to, um, to destroy the world essentially. Cause that's what the whole primordial emotions are supposed to be. Bring out the worst of people, kind of like a Satan adjacent character. Um, and then that can be like a whole plot with, with Damien where he's like, this is what my God is supposed to do. I'm supposed to team up with the primordial, um, the primordial, um, emotion of rage. Cause I'm, I was built to destroy the world too. And then maybe that can be like an emotional note where it's like, no, Damien, your, your dads are both about freedom. And then it can be like this like turning point of like, oh no, it wasn't about destroying the world. It's about freeing the world and letting like people choose essentially. Ooh. Oh my God. Wait, we we're going back to Sephiroth. Wait, Chloe, we oh. found it. Oh my we God. We found it. When, <laughs> when Vera, Vera is doing this thing where like, she's doing a speech about her God parentage or whatever. It's like, I never even knew my parents, but I'm sure that if they were here right now, they would tell me that I have the freedom to choose. And so do you. Oh. And then he's like, he's like going towards like this giant black hole of locusts and like green dark orb of energy that Thanatos is creating in the middle of this like New York City, we'll call it. Okay. Um, and then he, and then he's like, you have the freedom to choose. And he's like, what? And then like Vera does the whole spiel about like, no matter who we are, we're our own people or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then um, from there, um, it can be a whole thing where when he realizes it's about him choosing, that's when one of his an- one of his black angel wings becomes white. And then it's one winged angel. And then oh it, it turns out that Damien, Damien, um, Chad, and uh, Vera do a Power Rangers three-person attack where, like, Vera covers Damien in a giant golden orb. Chad, mm-hmm. like, Chad, what? Uh, oh, yeah, Chad covers the orb in, like, um, like a giant cloud, essentially a thunder cloud. And, okay. like, they both push the orb towards Thanatos through this sort of, like, giant ball of pestilence and death and he's able to kill thanatos during this whole like thing but again Mm -hmm. thanatos is the god of death so he's able to bring himself back from being dead yeah and then that's when we find out oh i had no idea what was happening whatever and that's when the last cutaway is jesus christ secret agent being like i have to talk to you kids right now fade to black end of season one oh my god i love this so much and there, I think we created an anime just now. I think we did. I really want to watch it now. Me too. Let's just write it. That'll be our okay. D&D campaign, this, this next one, when we're done with this one. Yeah, sounds good. So then what is the name of this series? And then we'll close out the show. Oh, man. Something. Mm. <laughs> we're bad at naming things. Hardest things. Yeah. It really is. That's the worst part of anything. But at least we have a story. What would we name it? Hmm. This is the hard part. It is. I really just want to call it Jesus Christ Secret Agent, but I know that's not the <laughs> name of the story. No, um, that's his spinoff show. It is. It is definitely the spinoff show. Hmm. What is like... The Lightning Thief was cool. It was I like cool. that as like as a naming convention. What about... Ooh, wait. Wait. What about the... Yeah. God, what is it called? Maybe like the blank goddess or something? Because like she's supposed to be this goddess of two worlds. Oh, the goddess of two worlds. Oh, there we go. And then it could be like the the young adult novel naming convention. The goddess of two worlds. Co- not comma. Uh, what is it colon. called? The fucking two dots? Yeah, colon. colon. Yeah. Uh, colon, the, the primordials emerge or something. There we go. Or like rage something like they, there could be six books and each books each book is them taking down a different primordial. Yeah, or you just call it primordials colon whatever first book <gasps> rage. 
whoa primordials colon rage god that's so (laughs) metal okay i love it chloe you're a genius you get you get all the royalties now thank you so much there you go so chloe that is the end of your first episode of writer's room how was it oh my god that was so much fun we have to play this in D&D now. I think we're obligated to. I think we have to. We are legally obligated to. Legally. If you're hearing this and we haven't released an episode of this D&D in this weird fusion world, then you can sue us. Yeah. 100%. So before people permission. sue us, where mm-hmm. can people find you to send you the legal summons to bring you to court? You can just DM that to me on Twitter. That's <laughs> Echo Clo. But also, if you want to yell at me in my Twitch chat, also Echo Clo. There you go. And then also, <laughs> where can people find your podcast that you do with Ben? That, that is nerdy site. that nerdy site that wannabe film class that's i think pretty sure that's on every single podcast service that's on spotify we also put it on youtube apple all that good stuff beautiful well uh. everybody this has been probably my favorite episode of writer's room so far because good lord i love making crazy chaotic stories with chloe around and if oh, you yeah. want to see more of that or hear more of that go and listen to our D show which will be out maybe soon hopefully soon fingers crossed i'll let y'all know when that happens Uh, But until next time, this has been Writer's Room. I have been Ian. That has been Echo Chloe, a.k.a. Chloe Naylor. And until next time, love each other and watch some anime. Goodbye, people.